We are very excited and uh, maybe uh, with some trepidation, uh, though we are beginning Yavamot. Uh, and uh, what's going to be very useful uh, throughout the Masechet is a, uh, the, the diagrams uh, that actually are quite uh, important and, uh, and, and relevant because without the diagrams uh, it becomes uh, very hard sometimes to conceptualize all the different relationships uh, that are going on. Uh, once you have a diagram it actually makes it uh, quite a bit easier and uh, even though Yuvamut has got a, a fairly, uh, uh, you know, bad in inverted commas reputation uh, it's got a you know it's seen as as a, as a pretty uh, scary gomorrah actually what happens is uh, as with uh, all uh, gomorrahs it has its own uh, ethos and once you get into the, that ethos uh, a lot of the the concepts which you uh, find which one might find very confusing at the beginning uh, become a lot easier uh, so towards you know uh, you know after uh, a few daf you'll you'll start uh, finding your feet and it isn't as bad as uh, it, as it sometimes made out. Not to uh, downplay it, there's still some hard sugars, etc. But uh, that is the case in really any masechet. Okay, one idea of Rabbi Rosna, just in terms of before we begin, uh, that uh, he says uh, that uh, the. the uh, the Mashiach is described as an ani, rochev alachamor, a poor person riding on a donkey. And he says, uh, ani is uh, the, the letters that ayin uh, stands for uh, Erevin, and the nun stands for neda, and the yud stands for yavamot. He says when uh, Bnei Israel is involved in those three masechdot, it really aren't, they aren't, uh, they've got, as we said, a reputation of all being quite uh, difficult, quite complex, etc. And therefore, once Bnei Israel uh, uh, gets involved in those masechdot, it actually is, uh, uh, you know, har- harbinger of, of Mashiach. It, you know, you know, hopefully it causes a Mashiach to come because Bnei Israel is saying, listen, we're getting involved because for the sake of uh, your Torah Hashem, and we're not just doing it because it's easy, uh, and and things like that. So therefore, uh, once you get into these masechet, uh, uh, this, this masechet specifically, uh, it's um, uh, even though it's seen as quite challenging, it's, uh, it could bring huge benefits. All right. So uh, one dafka is uh, Yevamotya, and it starts the whole of Seder Nashim, a whole new book, uh, etc. We've been dealing a lot uh, with different time periods, etc. We move totally away from that now after after Seder Moed, uh, different uh, times, and we now move into a whole separate section of uh, of, of, of the Talmud, uh, Seder Nashim. Right, and uh, it's interesting that uh, uh, Seder Nashim starts off with something uh, seemingly quite negative, uh, uh, talking about a person uh, whose, whose brother dies. We'll get into the actual mechanics of Yibum in a bit. Uh, but talking about a person whose uh, brother dies without children is quite a tragic start. And, and generally we don't, uh, we say, we try avoid starting off with Puranut, uh, with starting off with negativity. Uh, why do we actually start this with a seemingly negative uh, beginning? Uh, the first answer actually uh, that, that I want to discuss is actually a, uh, I think it's the, the Rosh, uh, says actually uh, that in his version of the Gomorrah, actually he didn't finish off with Chagiga, he finished off with Moed Katan. And he said uh, with Moed Katan, obviously the, the last bit about Moed Katan, as we, as we remember, dealt the last half, it dealt uh, with mourning and death, etc. So it actually just is a continuation uh, of that. Uh, and uh, the other thing is actually uh, that um, 
this is a, a, a marriage. Another answer is that actually uh, this is one of those examples of really a forced marriage. Uh, that uh, it's not uh, something uh, that, that is you, you almost pushed into the situation uh, by the fact that uh, the, this person's brother passes away without children. So it's kind of a forced marriage as opposed to uh, the others, uh, which are uh, all the other Masechtot, uh, you know, Kutubot and, and, uh, and the like from, you know, in, in Kedushin and, and uh, all of those that uh, it could be more of a, it's, it's obviously more a voluntary thing. That's, uh, that's that. Right. Uh, the, one of the, uh, another, um, you know, and uh, and uh, the other idea is um, uh, that uh, yeah, and and this is a specific marriage, I suppose. Just to to add on to that, it's a marriage uh, specifically for a man to a particular woman, okay, as opposed to all other marriages which a man can decide uh, whether he wants to marry a woman. He obviously has the choice over here. Uh, he can do what's known as kalitza. All right, so that uh, which we'll get into in a second, and also uh, something which we'll kind of maybe allude to a bit in the Gemara as well. Um, uh, also is another understanding is that uh, you can start off with uh, the the most surprising uh, of of all of the things. So uh, the, and 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 here uh, what we have uh, in in Yibum, and we just we might as well uh, discuss some of the basics of uh, Yavamot and what uh, Yavam is, etc. Uh, Yavam is uh, where there are two uh, brothers, and as we're going to see, they have to uh, live at the same time in the world. They have to be around in the same time, uh, and one of the brothers uh, is married to a, a, a specific woman, and uh, and he <coughs> or uh, multiple women actually and uh, if, if if the brother dies without children the other brothers uh, uh, if it's one other brother or other many other brothers we'll see all of those cases come up uh, one of those brothers he has the uh, option uh, to uh, continue his brother's legacy in the world because when a person dies uh, with no children it is like a spiritual gap in the world if they have not brought uh, children into the world uh, so there is this uh, gap and this brother uh, uh, steps into that gap, that void left by his brother, and uh, and uh, and um, and now has uh, you know makes this woman his wife, his previous sister-in-law, uh, his wife, and now uh, is, uh, is is going to um, make the name of his brother continue essentially the name of his brother. Okay, that is uh, that's one. Uh, the the other thing is is that the counterpart to Yevamot, uh, actually instead of doing Yibum and taking this woman his wife, if he does not uh, want to do that, he has to do a Chalitza, uh, what is uh, that also described, all of this really comes from just a few verses uh, in, um, uh, in, in Kita Tzai, uh, I think it's chapter 25, where it talks about uh, if a man doesn't want to do it, uh, so Chalitza uh, comes along and that split, severs the relationship uh, between uh, him and her, okay, and and uh, we're going to discuss there is a bond uh, between the, the two, two of them uh, called a zikar bond. There is a connection uh, between the, the, the brother and his uh, former sister-in-law uh, between this. So the, the question is, how strong is that bond uh, uh, that is created after the uh, the brother dies? How strong is it, uh, etc.? Et we'll have all of those discussions, but that is the concept of zikar. Uh, and the other thing that we should mention uh, as well is that uh, in um, uh, the uh, if he if he if uh, 
uh, we're going to deal with as well is uh, if, uh, if if any of the uh, if a man has more than one wife, which could happen, uh, it could be that uh, the, the yavam is related uh, to, uh, to to one of the other wives, uh, and 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 therefore if he's related to one of the other wives, uh, not only her, uh, he, he's not uh, he's he's forbidden to do yibum with, but also uh, um, any of her co-wives. Okay, from a derata perspective, a man can have more than uh, one wife. Yaakov obviously had uh, four wives, etc. And uh, you know, but but since Rabbeinu Gershom in the the tenth or eleventh century, uh, Rabbeinu Gershom uh, came and uh, put a cherem on uh, people uh, that that have more than one wife. Okay, uh, a lot of people find it uh, difficult enough just with one wife uh, without having the complications of other wives. And actually, uh, we're going to see as the opening Mishnah is going to be talking a lot about this and also uh, calls the the co-wife a tsara okay at tsara and and that it comes uh, tsarot is uh, troubles etc and uh, um uh, if it at tsara could also be like opposite you know, have these two wives uh, there is uh, the automatic situation is that there's going to be friction between the two of them because they're all vying for the for the husband's attention all right and with that um, introduction and, uh, and and that we are going to start off with the first Mishnah and actually the whole shir today is actually going to be dealing uh, with this first Mishnah. Uh, we aren't going to actually get uh, beyond that. We'll just leave it at that and uh, and we'll pick up Bezrat uh, Hashem tomorrow uh, with the uh, with the actual discussion of the Gomorrah. So actually. Uh, this is just a Mishnah Shur that we are dealing with here. All right, and the Gemara, the, the Mishnah starts off as follows: Chamesh Yisrael Nashim Peturot Tzaratahem. There are fifteen uh, types of women or categories of women uh, that um, uh, that are, are, are so close uh, in, in you know as part of their family relationships, and, and they therefore exempt uh, their co-wives, the Tzaratahem, uh, and it says Vetarot Tzarot Tzaratahem, and their co-wives, co-wives. Um, uh, it says mina chalitza or mina yibum from both chalitza as well as yibum. Okay, ad sof haolam until the you know for, for and, uh, forever. In other words, it carries on uh, um, throughout. Uh, it doesn't make a difference how many times this pattern leaves. Um, uh, repeats itself. Uh, there is always going to be this, in inverted commas, stigma uh, attached uh, to this one specific woman, and that uh, carries on, no matter how many co-wives uh, that she she has. Um, oh, and just to mention, which we um, a point that I wanted to uh, allude to earlier uh, is that uh, one of the one of the big concepts that we are going to see and why uh, this is such a, a chiddush and it's one of the reasons, as we said, it might be that we start off with Yevamot uh, is because it is such a chiddush is because really uh, a sister-in-law. Uh, is a uh, is uh, if, a, if a person gets married and uh, um, uh, there are two brothers and one of them gets married to a woman, uh, the other brother uh, would get carried uh, if he uh, has relations with his sister-in-law. Okay, and that uh, so therefore it is a huge kiddush of the Torah to come along and say uh, in this situation specifically one uh, uh, situation where the brother dies without having children, it could be that uh, the the uh, the existence brother, surviving brother, comes and steps in and does it. Up until now, up until his brother was dead, he was completely forbidden under the pain of karet uh, to have relations with this 
uh, his sister-in-law, but now all of a sudden she becomes permitted, and actually it's even a mitzvah. Uh, to to do yibum. Okay, we'll discuss uh, later on whether the bigger mitzvah is to do yibum, the bigger mitzvah is to do chalitza, etc. We're not going to get into that now, but uh, that is one of the uh, big chidushim over here. All right, so there are 15 types of women, and now uh, that that exempt uh, not only their uh, their their their, their, their own uh, their co-wives, okay, as well as their other their rival wives and their, their rival wives, rival wives, etc. Their their co-wives. Uh, until you know it, it carries on forever. Okay, so now the the Mishnah comes and uh, and, and gives uh, and lists all of these uh, fifteen. Ve'elohein, these they are. Bito, uh, his daughter. Okay, um, and uh, and really just to 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 look at this, we can look right at uh, picture one. Uh, we have these two brothers, Ruvain and Shimon. Uh, Ruvain has a daughter called Rachel. Uh, and uh, and what happens is uh, that that Shimon uh, gets married to Rachel. Uh, from the Torah perspective, uh, a man can marry his niece, uh, and that is uh, um, that that is an allowable, perfectly allowable relation. And also, he's married to uh, um, uh, Miriam. Okay, so so Shimon has got two wives, Rachel, uh, who's his niece, and Miriam, a totally unrelated woman. Then, unfortunately, uh, Shimon dies. And uh, and um, and therefore, uh, because he's got no children, uh, Ruvain, in theory, has to uh, should be doing yibum uh, with uh, with these with these uh, with these women. Obviously, he cannot do yibum uh, with his daughter, his own daughter. Uh, that uh, obviously would be an incestuous relation. So he's forbidden uh, to do uh, yibum with Rachel. Uh, so therefore, the other. Uh, option you might think might be he might be uh, you know able to do uh, yibum with Miriam okay but that's exactly what this mission is coming to say that he shouldn't do he's not allowed to do it because of the fact that uh, uh, Rachel his daughter uh, who is forbidden to is a co-wife of Miriam so that's that that's exactly what the the first example that the Mishnah gives uh, is is that example where that uh, it's a woman who exempts um, their their co-wife. Uh, a woman who is forbidden to exempting the co-wife, and really, and that is going to be uh, the, the the close relationship, uh, and that's just an example. That might be the the simplest example, uh, but that is going to flow through uh, a lot of uh, of these. Um, uh, ca- cases in the Mishnah. That's where you just, you know, how does, uh, how is this person related? Uh, how is uh, Ruvain related uh, to this uh, to this woman? Okay, so now we move on. Uh, case uh, two, Uvat Bito, Okay, and his granddaughter, whether that's from uh, his daughter's daughter or his son's daughter. Okay, and, and um, for this, um, uh, okay, so maybe actually, uh, because it actually is uh, picture two, uh, which is not explicitly um, mentioned um, in in the Gemara, but it just uh, in the in the Mishnah, uh, but it is just an expansion because it says uh, they they co-wives and then they co-wives co-wives. So, so what are we talking about here? Uh, just to explain this, and we're not necessarily going to do this uh, with with every single case and to describe it. Although uh, the the picture book comes and actually uh, does do that. Uh, what we are going to do is just uh, do this one and then we'll probably leave uh, the other ones because they all follow a similar 
pattern. Okay, so we have uh, three brothers in this instance. We have Ruvain, Shimon, and then Levi. Okay, and, and the same thing happens. Ruvain's daughter is Rachel, uh, and Shimon actually got married uh, to his niece Rachel and to Miriam as well. So uh, when uh, Shimon dies, uh, Ruvain is obviously uh, forbidden to marry uh, both uh, uh, Miriam, uh, Miriam as well as obviously Rachel being his daughter. However, uh, that does not stop Levi. Uh, Levi could uh, and should uh, do either Yibum or Chalitza with Miriam. So he's decided in this case, uh, per diagram two, to do um, Yibum with uh, Miriam. He does Yibum with Miriam, uh, and then he also marries a woman called Esther, okay, in this, in this example. And uh, then what happens is that Levi uh, unfortunately dies, and now uh, Ruvain. <coughs> is again uh, put into a situation uh, whereby Levi's died, so now he's got a second chance of doing Yubom. Uh, what do we say? In theory, uh, um, Levi was married to Miriam uh, and, and Esther, and really Ruvain is not related to either Miriam nor Esther, okay? But uh, because of the initial um, stigma, if you want to put it that way, uh, because he could not marry uh, his own daughter Rachel, and Miriam uh, was Rachel's rival or co-wife, uh, it also it carries on that once that happens, um, the fact that he could was forbidden uh, of because of of this uh, to ever marry Miriam. Uh, I mean, the, the, to marry Miriam at the time means actually that he's ever forever uh, forbidden from marrying Miriam, and that uh, that stigma there transfers onto Esther. So it's not he can't get married neither to Esther uh, nor to Miriam. Uh, because that is a co-wife's co-wife. Miriam, uh, the, the Rachel, was the erva, okay? Uh, Miriam was the co-wife of uh, the erva, and Esther is the co-wife's co-wife. Uh, and th therefore, that's how we uh, have that situation. All right, uh, the second and third cases of the Gomorrah was your the granddaughter, uh, um, or you know whether that is from the uh, uh, the, the your, your son or your daughter. Either your son has a, has a has a daughter, or your daughter has a daughter. Okay, and 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 we'll call her. She becomes Rachel. This is picture three, and exactly the same thing happens. Uh, um, uh, he, he's got a granddaughter, uh, Shimon. Uh, decides to marry the granddaughter, which is perfectly allowed uh, to do. He's got no relations with her, and he's also married to Miriam. Shimon dies, uh, and then Rachel, in theory, would fall to uh, uh, Rachel, and Miriam would fall to Ruvain because Rachel is forbidden to him and his granddaughter. Uh, so too is Miriam uh, forbidden to him and his granddaughter. And the same thing uh, would apply. Uh, you'll see in, in uh, picture four uh, with uh, once we add in uh, Levi as the third brother. All right, uh, the next one uh, that, that we deal with, case four, uh, Bat Ishto, uh, the daughter of his wife. All right, and, and here we have two brothers, uh, Shimon and, uh, and, and Ruvain, uh, and we, we have... Uh, the same situation. Uh, Shimon marries a woman called Leah. Uh, Ruvain marries Leah's daughter, Hannah. Okay, and then Ruvain dies. Now, Shimon uh, is, and, and, and Ruvain's also actually married not only to Hannah, uh, but to Miriam as well. Uh, and 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 the same the same kind of concept applies uh, as uh, as follows because of the fact that um, uh, Shimon uh, is um, the, the daughter of his wife uh, that that uh, Shimon 
uh, you know, can't get, is forbidden to marry Chana uh, because she's the daughter of his wife. So too, uh, both Chana and Miriam are not allowed uh, to get married uh, to Shimon as well. And if you want to just add in uh, the case of Levi, the same thing would apply uh, as well. Uh, the the tarot, 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 Okay, that is um, that. That's the fourth case. All right. Uh, the next case. Um, uh, uh, Ubat uh, Bena, okay, and Ubat Bena, Ubat The same thing, the cases five and six of, uh, you know, the, the, the daughter uh, of your son or the and, and, and the daughter of your wife's daughter as well. So it just really adds on another um, uh, link in the chain, and uh, we see that uh, uh, Le- Leah, your wife's, uh, gra- I mean, Leah, who's uh, Shimon's wife, has a granddaughter. Uh, and in this case, in picture number seven, we call her Naomi. Okay, and uh, either to son or daughter's uh, um, daughter. And the same thing with Ruvain. He's married to Bella, and uh, and and uh, and then he dies uh, because uh, Shimon is forever, forever forbidden uh, from having relations with Naomi. Uh, so too, he's not allowed. He exempts uh, Bella uh, as well as Naomi, obviously from. At uh, Yibum, and and therefore once you don't have to do Yibum, you don't have to do Chalitz as well. Uh, picture eight just carries it on for another generations, uh, generation. Right. Uh, the the next one uh, is Chamoto, uh, uh, your mother-in-law. Okay, that is, um, and that's it, the mother-in-law of the Ava. Uh, and what are we talking about here? Uh, and 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 this is. The following situation. Uh, in this case, Shimon and Ruvain are the brothers. Picture nine. Uh, Shimon marries a woman called Hannah. Uh, Ruvain marries Hannah's mother, Leah. Uh, and then, um, uh, uh, it, and obviously, uh, Shimon is uh, forbidden uh, throughout his life, and even after Hannah would die, actually, uh, the, the mother-in-law prohibition uh, stays even after the wife's death. Uh, so his mother-in-law uh, is married uh, to his brother, and then his brother dies. So, uh, and then his his mother is is uh, Ruvain uh, is married to both Leah and Rachel, and because Shimon uh, can't get married to his mother-in-law, uh, he also can't get married to his mother-in-law's co-wife, uh, being Rachel. All right, v'aim chamato, v'aim chamiv. All right, uh, the next uh, two cases, as, as, as sorry, just in ca- ca- picture 10, uh, was exactly that case as well, uh, whereby it carries it on for another generation. Uh, cases 8 and 9, uh, it is... Um, his mother-in-law's, um, uh, the mother of his mother-in-law, uh, or the mother um, uh, of his, um, uh, the you know, the, the same kind of uh, his uh, his father-in-law's mother. All right. So again, um, the same uh, thing applies. Uh, Shimon gets married to a daughter, a, a granddaughter of Leah. Uh, called Silla and uh, Ruvain gets married to the grandmother Leah uh, as well as Miriam and uh, w- once Ruvain dies that uh, Shimon uh, can't get married to uh, his mother-in-law's uh, I mean the the, uh, the, the yeah, the grandmother-in-law, okay, uh, and whether it's a boy or girl, uh, the son or daughter, doesn't make a difference, and uh, he can't get married to his grandmother's law, Leah, uh, grandmother-in-law, Leah, so therefore he also can't get married to a co-wife, 
Miriam. Uh, and uh, and then it carries on verse um, in picture 12 uh, we see that same kind of thing play out okay um, alright so that, those are uh, cases uh, 8 and 9 alright and now um, it carries on and, and now there's a slightly different uh, thing up until now it's, it's been uh, pretty much just going up a few generations and down a few generations etc we continue now with the with the list akoto maimo uh, uh, his um, the 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 maternal really half sister of the Yavam. Okay, so what is the situation uh, in 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 this in this case? Uh, we have uh, Moshe is married to two women. Okay, uh, in this picture thirteen, uh, one is Shifra and one is uh, is Pua. Okay, and uh, they they um they, they both give birth uh, to uh, to to sons. Uh, Shifra uh, gives birth to Ruvain and Pua gives birth to Shimon okay and uh, and um and Pua actually has a um, a, um, a son from another marriage. Uh, that's the Balacher over there. She has a son from I mean a daughter from another marriage, uh, and her name is Hannah. Okay. Uh, now Ruvain has got no real connection uh, to Pua at all, and Ruvain actually gets married uh, to to Hannah. Okay. Ruvain and Shimon are brothers, uh, but only they share the same father. Uh, and uh, but but Shimon, um, you know, and uh, and Hannah. You know, our, our, our brother-in-law, I mean, our, our brother and sister, but only through maternal uh, things, okay? Uh, but, but Ruvain's not at all uh, married, you know? Uh, Ruvain and, uh, you know, they are, are, are strangers one to another, uh, essentially. So here, in this case, Ruvain is perfectly entitled uh, to get married to Hannah. It's, it's uh, you know, he has, doesn't share the same mother or father uh, with uh, with Hannah, and, you know, she's from a totally separate relationship. So uh, Ruvain gets married to Hannah as well as Esther, Ruvain dies, Shimon uh, is now thrust into a position where in theory if he would have to do Yibum uh, he'd be doing it to his maternal uh, sister, uh, half-sister and uh, you know if his maternal sister, um, sorry not half-sister but just a real maternal uh, sister and, uh, and that, that, yeah, I suppose it's a, uh, only from a maternal side so it's only his half-sister, uh, that's why um, <clears throat> that that would work, okay. Uh, that the way to say that, and uh, and therefore uh, it would be uh, that he's uh, in in that relationship, and uh, and therefore uh, he wouldn't be allowed to marry Hannah, and obviously neither then Esther. Okay, and then it, uh, in case we were looking for the, the, the example where it adds in another brother, uh, you have picture 14 to follow that through. Right, moving on, and that was number 10. Okay, uh, and now uh, the, the next one is Achot Imo. Okay, Achot uh, Imo, uh, he's, um, he's uh, the, 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 the sister of your mother. Okay, in this situation, picture 15, uh, we have Asher, uh, uh, you know, he's got two wives, uh, one is named Ada, and the other one name is Tzila. Okay, and, uh, and, and, and uh, uh, with Ada, he has a son called Gad, with Tzila, he has a son called Moshe. Okay, and uh, Tzila and Rachel are, um, uh, and, uh, you know, and, uh, are, are sisters. Okay, and, um, and but uh, and God has got nothing uh, to do with Rachel. He, he she's not. Um, uh, he's got his own mother and father. Rachel's um, has has got to her own uh, mother and father as well. So that that's fine. Uh, he can um, uh, marry uh, 
uh, Gad can go and marry Rachel, no problem. Okay, and once once you know he, once we say God's marrying people, he also marries Leah, and and then he dies. Uh, Moshe, uh, he's Chotimo, uh, his his mother's sister. Uh, that is uh, with you know uh, he with Rachel. Uh, he cannot obviously have anything to do with Rachel, and therefore not only Rachel is uh, um, exempt from Chalitza or Yibum, uh, so too is Leah uh, um, exempt from. Um, uh, Yibum as well, Chalitza uh, or Yibum. All right, and uh, picture 16 just does it with one other brother. All right, the 12th case, okay, um, uh, 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 the Achot Ishto, um, the uh, uh, the Achot Ishto, uh, the um, the 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 wife's sister. Uh, the other one was the the sister of his mother. Uh, this is his wife's sister. Okay, uh, and um. Uh, the what happens is that uh, two brothers, uh, you know, Shimon and Ruvain, uh, marry two sisters. One is Tzila and one is Ada. Okay, and uh, and Ruvain is married uh, to to Hannah as well as Ada, which he's he's entitled to do on a Dorata level. Ruvain dies. And uh, um, and because Ada and Silla are sisters, uh, that Shimon is uh, never allowed to marry uh, Ada. Okay, and uh, as a result, uh, Hannah is also not allowed to be married. And picture eighteen just uh, adds on the extra brother. No problem. Okay, number thirteen. Okay, Aishet Achiv Meimo, his the the wife of your maternal uh, brother. Okay, uh, so so what are we talking about here? Yeah. And uh, and 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 uh, we we have this um, uh, situation. Picture nineteen. Uh, Yaakov is married to Rachel and Leah. Uh, with with um, Rachel, he has Yosef. With Leah, he has Ruvain. Uh, and uh, and and Leah was also previously married uh, to another man. Obviously, she can't be married at the same time. Uh, um, but she was previously married to another man, and she had a. Uh, a brother, she had a child called Shimon. Okay, and, uh, and that's it. So that is uh, uh, the case. So, so Rachel had Yosef. Okay, and Leah had Ruvain, and uh, and uh, she had from the other thing. There, there's Shimon. Okay, so there, these three. Um, um, in theory, they you know they they look like brothers, but they're not uh, proper brothers. Uh, Yosef and uh, Ruvain are only related through the same father, and uh, and actually uh, Ruvain and Shimon are only related to the mother. But Yosef really is uh, not related to Shimon in any way whatsoever. Okay, and uh, there's no there's no connection. He hasn't got this. Neither shares the same father, uh, nor the same mother uh, with Shimon. So Shimon uh, has a child. Okay, uh, and call her Tamar. Uh, Yosef is not allowed. Uh, I mean, you, you, and Yosef is perfectly allowed uh, to marry Tamar, and that's what he does. Okay. Um. However, uh, what what happens is, um, when uh, um. In this situation, um, uh, Yosef dies uh, without children. Uh, Ruvain um, uh, cannot, uh, you know, uh, get involved over here, um, and that's it. Yosef, you know, he's got two, uh, two and also we, did, we didn't we didn't mention that Yosef was also married to Hannah, uh, and that she she falls to Ruvain for Yibum, and it says uh, because he can't uh, marry uh, Tamar because he is his. Uh, his brother's uh, daughter, his maternal 
brother's daughter okay uh, even though it's just his maternal brother's daughter uh, he can't get married to Tamar also uh, he, he's, he's uh, forbidden to marry Tamar so also too he'd be forbidden to marry Hannah in picture 20 just adds on yet another brother so there ends up being four brothers uh, in this situation okay the 14th case, right, uh, now a brother uh, who he did not uh, live at the same time in the world. Okay, so what is this talking about? Uh, Reuven and Shimon are brothers, okay, and uh, Reuven has a wife, Esther, okay, and, uh, and uh, Reuven dies uh, without children, and Shimon uh, goes and uh, marries Esther. No problem. Uh, that that is all good. He uh, that that is fantastic, uh, because he's done the mitzvah of chalitza, and there's no problems, and there's no uh, issues with that. Uh, he's also Shimon is also married to Hannah uh, as well. So if he's got two wives, Esther, uh, who was his uh, Yevama uh, from uh, Ruvain, as well as Hannah. Now. Um, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Levi gets born uh, after Ruvain uh, has already died, and uh, and Levi gets born, and now Shimon and Levi are the brothers. Uh, and what happens is then Shimon uh, ends up dying, and and now uh, the Levi, in theory, you would think uh, has a choice between these two women. One was Esther, and one was Hannah. But uh, it's not so fast because of the fact that uh, Ruvain and, Nev- and Levi never lived at the same time in the world. So if they had lived at the same time uh, in the world, um, then uh, they, they would be. In, then then this whole thing uh, kicks in. Uh, but but the pasuk says uh, um, when brothers live together, that's the, that's the pasuk itself, and and therefore uh, these brothers have not lived together and uh, in, in the, at the same time. Uh, in the world, and therefore, uh, as a result, uh, Levi cannot uh, get married to Esther because she was already from a Yibum, from a previous brother, uh, and that is his sister-in-law from a from a brother who he never coexisted with. And as a result, uh, he the the uh, the concept uh, never actually applied of Yibum never applied to her. So she actually remains in this situation of sister-in-law forbidden, uh, sister-in-law uh, to to Levi forever. And therefore, uh, if she would fall to him for Yibum, uh, he wouldn't be allowed to marry her. And so too, therefore, Khalitsa uh, is, is not allowed either, and, and neither with her co-wife, Hannah. Picture 23 just adds in a uh, another <coughs> level to that, uh, etc. All right, and the final one, um, uh, it says, the, the last one, the uh, Kalato. Um, uh, uh, and his uh, uh, and his daughter-in-law. Okay, the last one is uh, his daughter-in-law, a woman that uh, previously been a daughter-in-law, and after his son died, um, the the one another brother married her. Okay, and that's that's it. So here is a a case of Ruvain and Shivon. Um, uh, our, our brothers, uh, picture 23, uh, Ruvan has Yosef, uh, and, uh, and uh, Yosef gets married to uh, Esther. Okay, so, so Esther is his daughter-in-law, okay, and, uh, and then <coughs> um, what happens is uh, that it would seem that Yosef, in this situation, even though he's not crossed out, uh, Yosef uh, could have died, or it could have been, actually, uh, that he, uh, he just divorced her, um, and then now Shimon and Esther uh, get married, which they are entitled to do, okay, and, uh, and that's it, so uh, um, maybe his son has died, probably that, that could be easier, maybe divorced as well, I'm not 
haven't thought that through yet. Um, married her, and he also died as well. And it says, and uh, Shimon was married uh, to Esther as well as Hannah. Uh, then, because Ruvain can never get married to his daughter-in-law, she is an erva to him. Uh, forever, uh, so too uh, she's exempt from Yibum as well as Chalitza, and so too her co-wife Chana. And uh, we say Gam Tzorat uh, that also applies uh, to uh, all of these uh, things over here. Okay, uh, and that's actually uh, 24, picture 24 uh, adds in just that uh, it's another brother as well. Alright, uh, and that actually um, is the end of uh, all the pictures uh, for today. All right, um, and uh, the, the Mishnah carries on. Uh, it says, right? And if all of these women, uh, if that was only if they were married at the time of the death, but if they had really, um, if they died uh, during the, 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 the brother before he died, or if they refused their husbands, we're going to be dealing with Mion uh, a bit later on in Amasechet. Uh, what is that? Is that where, that is where they, uh, they, they were married off uh, in a... Um, uh, married off as youngsters, their their father had died, and uh, they were married off uh, by their brothers or mother, and uh, that is uh, that's only a rabbinical marriage. And the woman, uh, before she gets to age twelve, she was already uh, living with this husband, uh, and inverted commas married to him. Uh, but it's not a complete marriage because it can be dissolved through refusal. Okay, and uh, and be, as long as she's before bat mitzvah, uh, some discussion exactly the details whether even if she after bat mitzvah, but before they've had relations, etc. Anyway, but uh, definitely before bat mitzvah uh, can come, and just to get out of the marriage, uh, she can just do what's known as mion and say, listen, I'm I'm refusing this. So if she can walk out the marriage uh, over there, if she if she did all of that, um, and uh, and that's it. So so therefore, if she does, she refuses that she doesn't want the marriage. The marriage is. Uh, got no effect, uh, even retroactively, and then she was never married at all. Uh, okay, so it's like considered if you know she's if the the husband if she she had um if they died before or they they refused the husband, so it's like the marriage uh, never happened at all. Uh, or or else they were divorced uh, by their husband. Uh, okay, uh, that that's another way it could be. Or shnimtu uh, ayelonit. Ayelonit is a, is a woman uh, that cannot have birth. Okay, and uh, cannot give birth ever. Okay, she's uh, not going to mature on a uh, a physical level. Uh, she like almost um, seemingly one we would say uh, that she's got a lot of male hormones uh, in her body, and she just uh, cannot um, uh, you know ever ever produce children. It's not that she was just. Um, infertile whatever she's she's there's no way she develops as a female uh, and uh, she's not able to to give um, birth ever at all uh, she's totally underdeveloped uh, she can never have children okay and that uh, you know it's uh, either uh, her ne- reproductive organs never got uh, uh, developed or anything like that uh, anyway so there's a whole uh, discussion um about this later on in the Masechet, so we're not going to really deal uh, much with it in this introductory year. In all of these cases, okay, um, 
Tzaratayim Mutarot. All of these cases, uh, the, the, these marriages uh, weren't full marriages at all, you know. And uh, and uh, as we said, if, uh, if it was if they died beforehand, so then there's not a marriage. Or if they refused, uh, the marriage is retroactively annulled. If they were divorced, which obviously means the marriage no longer carries on, or they are found ailonic, which is like a mistaken transaction. In all of these cases, uh, their Tzaratayim, that their rival wives, their co-wives are permitted. And that's only um, when you, when uh, you, um, only when the relative uh, was his brother at the time of death. Okay, and that's when you would do uh, that as well. All right, um, and the Mishnah carries on. Uh, uh, by the way, it just uh, mentions uh, the fact that you can't actually say this as a thing. You can't say this ever with your mother-in-law or with your mother-in-law's mother. You can never find an ailonet with those situations, your father-in-law's mother, uh, that they were ever found to be an ailonet. Because after all, uh, they had children and there they are. You know, that's it. It's... Uh, um uh, your your mother in law had 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 your wife, okay, and your your, your grandmother in law, okay, also had a oh uh, also that can't be that uh, there was Mion in that situation. Uh, that only applies to this uh, young girl under twelve uh, that um that walked out of the relation. Okay, so the Gemara just um, expands on what we discussed uh, and actually explained a little before. Ketat potrot saratem. How do these women exempt uh, their their co-wives? If your daughter or any of the other women, the other 14 women that we discussed, the daughter is the easiest and the, probably the most intuitive uh, to do this. Um, your brother's uh, married to your daughter, his niece. And uh, and then you're not allowed to marry your daughter. And then the brother had another wife. Lo Isha Acheret, she has another wife. We mate, and then he does. Uh, the same way your daughter is not allowed to you, so too uh, her her rival wife, her co-wife, is not permitted to you either. Um, and halcha tzarat bitor when you say lachiv, and but as we said, uh, your your daughter's um, co-wife goes and marries your brother. is perfectly allowed uh, to do such a thing. The the issue is only on you as uh, as 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 the father. Okay. Of, of this daughter, but uh, if her co-wife went and married um, uh, so, someone else, but in this case it's one of the, another one of the brothers, Velo Isha Acheret, and he also had another wife as well. We might, and then and then that does as we mentioned before, uh, he's uh, he's not only he's, um, uh, the the tzara is is forbidden, but also the tzara tzara, and that's how we get on to all the different permutations. And as we've seen, uh, the the many diagrams we've shown that uh, already. Uh, so we're not going to spend too much time on that, uh, even though we didn't ex- expand on each of those discussions, but really follows the same pattern. A pattern and says Afilu Ma. The Gemara says, listen, uh, there is this tinge of. Uh, of uh, uh, something that's not right uh, with this woman. There's this erva, tinge of erva over here, and it carries on even if you move 100 people uh, down the line. Okay.
And the Gemara says, Kaitzad, uh, it says, uh, What happens if they, they, when, if they died um, and their, their wives would they be permitted? If his daughter or one of these, uh, any of the other Ariot, the other 14 Ariot besides the daughter, are married to his brother, and it says, And the brother, uh, your brother, has another wife as well. Umeta. Uh, Bito, uh, however, in this situation, your your um, your daughter died, or Nigrasha, uh, or was divorced. Uh, it says uh, and then afterwards, your brother um, died. It says Tzarato Muterit, the Tzara is uh, permitted to him. Okay, so I mean, let's just um, uh, take an example. If we would go back. Uh, for example, to uh, picture two, um, uh, the, the way we would describe it over there uh, is that um, uh, Shimon uh, is married to uh, Rachel, his niece, and Miriam uh, as well. So, and then what we're trying to get a point across in this part of the Mishnah uh, was if he had divorced uh, Rachel. Uh, before she died, or Rachel had died as well, um, and then Shimon dies, uh, Ruvain would be perfectly allowed uh, to marry Miriam because there's no uh, complication of his daughter being in the picture at all. All right, and uh, the Gemara finishes off, uh, the Mishnah finishes off, uh, anyone who's, uh, who's, who was a minor who actually could do Mion, uh, it says, uh, and, and even though she didn't, um, uh, refuse Tzarata Choletzed Moimimet in this case um, uh, the, the wife does Kalitza and doesn't enter into Yibong uh, because as we mentioned before at the very beginning of the Shur um, uh, the, the, this wife because this marriage is not 100% uh, definitely going to last okay uh, could be that the woman refuses at any point and then what happens is if this person gets married to the, her co-wife it ends up uh, that he is, um, um, you know, end up marrying his uh, his, his sister-in-law. Okay, it's not the the, the wife of a forbidden uh, relative anymore, and uh, therefore he'd be marrying, uh, you know, at, at this uh, um, this thing. So he doesn't want to take a chance uh, in in this situation. So he can't do until you know the the time has passed and she is now an adult and she can no do um, no longer do um, beyond uh, that that uh, retroactive nullification of the marriage. Uh, then that wouldn't work. Okay, so uh, that is a fairly good place to stop um, and. Uh, uh, good luck to everyone with that, and please God, uh, have a great day, and we'll pick up again uh, with uh, further discussion uh, about this tomorrow.